fans and listeners to rediscover the 80s retro con wrap-up for 2021 you have jason on that end you got wyatt on this end and we are going to do what we do best uh, when time permits and we will just tell you what's going on what we endured or what we saw there rather at retro con 2021 but i wanted to give you guys a, a kind of a, a minor background we were invited back in 2015 to co-host a panel for Mask. It happened to be its, what was it, the 25th anniversary? 30th. 30th, 30th anniversary. anniversary for our beloved cartoon, Mobile Armored Strike Command, Mask. And it was a blown away experience because we got to sit right beside Doug Stone, who mm-hmm. had, we had the privilege and honor of speaking to a year prior 2016, we didn't attend. Jason still jabs me about that because the family decided to make a vacation down at Disney. (laughs) We went successively then until, unfortunately, COVID took us out of the ballpark there. We've been doing this ever since. It's a, call it a guy's getaway, more like a reliving our youth Mm -hmm. getaway for typically a weekend. Uh, 2019, we did a unexpected we went for i think one day and then we went up to our hometown and did recorded memory jogger the movie yes Uh, that was really fun right i still have my badges do you keep your badges badges yeah our badges to get in the door our press passes oh yes i still got my stinking badges (laughs) somewhere (laughs) uh but this has been a fond pleasant that's mild i mean these are totally I'll use 80s vernacular, totally radical times and, and killer just experiences whenever we go. And yeah. every time, I swear there's something new coming out of, and I know it's not a museum, and I don't, I don't mean it in that way, but I mean, we, we see stuff that we haven't seen. We didn't know it existed. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll talk about that here, but I'm going to hand it over to Jason and see what his uh, capstone saying is for this for 2021 (laughs) it was fun this year was special because uh, i brought my oldest son jackson with me who's 16 and has seen the halls that i've brought home over the years from retrocon told him about you know all the stuff that goes on there he's a huge car buff so hearing about all of the the cars uh that uh, attend retrocon as well Made him want to go. So this was a really fun trip this year, bringing him along and uh, going through the excursion that it is from Montgomery, driving to Birmingham, flying over to Atlanta, flying over to Baltimore, and then driving to Oaks, PA. (laughs) That is uh, always, well, the last leg is always the funnest because we're all excited and it's usually when... um, you know, we get a couple hours in the car to catch up, you know, but he, we had a fun uh, time uh, this year, just staying in the hotels and uh, hanging out. And he, this is not his uh, nostalgia. So he has to kind of make his own fun. And he did, he bought some uh, hot wheels cars. He's loved hot wheels ever since uh, he could say car, maybe even before that. So, uh, We've been collecting Hot Wheels for a long time, and he picked some of those up. I think that's about all that he uh, got at the show. But uh, I know there was a few times where he was uh, pretty much done and uh, wanted to get off his feet for a little bit, and I still wanted to dig. So hopefully the experience was still good for him and didn't feel like uh, I was dragging him along, you know. (laughs) But a uh, very fun time and, you know, always a good time, like I said, to catch up with you and your family. And then uh, this year I got to meet uh, several of my recent companions over on the Retro Network, Adam Pope and all the guys from the house show and Tony from Retro Days and Jeff 
all those guys I had not met before, and we kind of coordinated this year, knowing that uh, I was coming up and those guys were coming in to do the show and um, go to the uh, concert and hang out some more on Sunday. We got to have dinner, so yeah, it was fun uh, being with those guys as well as kind of a unique experience for being at RetroCon. Some of them had not been to RetroCon before, just uh, Adam. I think Adam and Tony and Jeff had been there maybe once before, but I know the Kevin and the two Matts had not been there before. So, yeah, it was great just to be hanging out with your people you hang out with online all the time, you know, in, in person. Right. So. It was a fabulous time. I I almost see myself uh, on repeat. You know, it it's the blast or whatever. But Tony and Rose really kill it every year. Um, they do. Yep. And it's the way that they set it up. If you've never gone to RetroCon, it's really like a flea market just for us, us kids, grown ups rather that have well basically I I joked and called us Toys R Us kids even now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a flea market. Like I said, it's just rows and rows and rows of nothing but nostalgia, stuff from our childhood, stuff that we didn't even know existed that we could obviously purchase or at least gawk at and salivate and go, yeah, I'm, I'm yep. I want to have a, a house today, so I'm, I'm going to break the bank <laughs> yeah. here. But then you get to see at the very back, typically you get to see some of the cars you've got to, you know, from the TV shows, you get to see uh, in years past, they've had a more modern, generally they've had a kit. They've had, the DeLorean, which seems to appear every year, and it and it keeps getting better every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he modifies it. Tony, that is, seems to, or at least his crew modifies it every year. The A-Team van has showed up. We've had the Ghostbusters in their classic caddy, you know, Ecto-1s, and they show up with their all their cars. Oh, the, the Jurassic Park dude, he shows up mm-hmm. with his Jeep. And then on the other side, you have just a, the, the humble honor of being able to sit down with some of your uh, actors, actresses, and the voice actors that you grew up with. And, and again, yeah. we'll talk about it, but in the past, I mean, I am still mesmerized. I don't know about you, Jason, but I'm still mesmerized that we had the privilege to sit down with Doug Stone and pal around like, you know, he mm-hmm. was our uncle or something. It was completely different, you know, we still think about it. You know, we get to see him and talk to him and, and, you know, Bill Ferris, he's always just yakking it up with him about hockey mostly, but still we can talk to him Facebook and it's him that we're talking to and seeing, you know, uh, the micro machines guy or Larry Kenny or William Bell. Bell. I mean, that, I mean, hmm. for me, William Bell was Voltron. I, I don't know much about Smurfs. I got into G.I. Joe for a little bit, but that was a short-lived craze. But I remember him as as Lance, as, you know, the Red Lion Voltron. So just seeing these people there, live, it still blows me away. And then, you know, the successive years, every year, the Tony just brings in better, I won't say better, he brings in a great variety of people. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then the staff, the support staff that help him, like the the bro show. I'm not really trying to, to promote him, but he's there every year doing the trivia sh- shows. And he's there with his huge out that's never for sale and he's not housebroken. Um, <laughs> but I'd love to have that. <laughs> so would I. I don't know where I put it. I got enough junk in this house. I would find a spot. I would. Uh, I think uh, I put I him know. on my WCPA studio whenever I get it built. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we, we come together after every RetroCon really to share our experiences. But initially, it's to praise and give due respect to Tony and Rose and the crew that puts all that effort in every single year Yeah, to yeah. bring RetroCon. It's, again, I've said before, I, I haven't gone to any Comic-Con. Jason has gone to the, I don't know what you call it, Mon- Money Bon or Money Con or <laughs> Bama Con. I don't know what it is. Um, Gump Con. Okay, that works too. 
River um, City Comic Con, yeah, there's just local shows, but but I mean, I I know like the big, the really big ones, like you know, what is it, the New York? There's yeah, New one York. In New York. There's one in L.A. I San think San Diego is they're they're pretty big, and I've seen a video of one. Uh, it <laughs> it was primarily a Star Trek convention, but mm-hmm. uh, it was on a video from years ago uh, when the next generation or the new generation rather was was kind of just coming to a, a tail end in mm-hmm. the series and you see commander Riker uh, walk it as a surprise supposedly and and that comic-con and that was geez late 90s maybe that was huge from what it, at least the camera angles were but i've never seen what it's really like i know i can't compare but for me retrocon is exactly what i would think of a retro convention would be because yeah. You know, Jason and I can attest. We're primarily '80s fans. We like we'll dip into the early '90s because we, you know, we grew up with, with you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air and MC Hammer and Saved by the Bell. Some of the the early '90s shows. So we can find fandom, I guess, in that. But when you talk anything later than that, like Pokemon and all that, sorry, wrong number. Try again later after 11. You know, it doesn't ring with at least not with me. But this is exactly what it needs to be um, yeah. for us. And there's usually a convention next door. Uh, Tony, we did briefly talk to him and ask him how he does it. He says he tries to field it, tries to get it where there's not as much going on next door or at the other end of the building so that, you know, he gets max parking. But yeah, it is a convention center that has, what, five or six halls. So Yeah, I think it's actually more than that. But he's also trying to look out for like because there's a Baltimore con and uh, there's one I think in Philly, yep. so he's trying to schedule around those as well so he get the maximum foot traffic as well you know to the show as well. So I don't like to rank them. You know I don't think anything any year is going to beat when we dressed up as uh, Hannibal and Murdoch and very true met uh, face and. Murdoch there at the show and uh, got our pictures with them and uh, that was just a a high. I mean, even like you were saying, the year that we were on the mask panel with uh, Doug Stone, that was an unbelievable experience. Hard to top that. But like you said, that was a good point. Every year as a has its own flavor. It seems like it's not always the same people coming back. As far as the celebrities go, you know, what was it the Last year or two years ago, you had like Sergeant Slaughter there, and right, um, yeah, Hacksaw Jim Duggan was there, so they had some gem, yeah. So they he just continually gets some new people there just to kind of keep the show fresh. And even the cars have changed out some over the years, even from day to day. We saw this this year bringing in the DeLorean on Sunday, but yeah, we know what to expect, and that's really what we're looking for just centered like you said on those old collectibles and toys that we grew up with that we just love to keep collecting or recollect uh you just don't get that massive amount of uh nostalgia at other cons because they're trying to promote current stuff that's going on and they've got current vendors there and all kinds of stuff and they've got some great um like individual artists and like uh, I think it's Tim Clark that does the Boglands. Um, he was there. We talked with him for a minute. Uh, so you get those people, those individual uh, people and artists and uh, people that just make little trinkets out of pop culture, you know, that are there as well. But the vast majority of the vendors, it's just a trip back in time. And I don't think you really get that experience for a whole weekend at least in any other con across the nation because there's their own agendas and other newer stuff going on that you're not going to get uh, all that nostalgia. But we even uh, did a little uh, shopping before we even got the retro con this year it was really fun <laughs> on, uh, on Friday. Weird. Uh, Jackson and I were about ready to head back to the hotel. We needed dinner and we found a, um, what I would call a thrift superstore nearby that was just a Walmart sized 
flea market, goodwill, whatever you want to call it. And we uh, did some quick shopping, more or less, because I knew we were hungry, but found some fun goodies, uh, some stuff that I decided not to try to pack in my suitcase and bring back on the airplane that uh, Wyatt can enjoy <laughs> in the meantime. Uh, mainly board games. Uh, you found a board game, too, the Wheel of Fortune board game from back in the 80s. And uh, I found a battleship from back in the 80s. And one of my favorite games growing up, Run Yourself Ragged, found that as well. And my uh, Christmas Vacation puzzle, the Thomas Kincaid puzzle of uh, the Griswold house. I was so happy to find that. But uh, I did want to mention, too, that I have done a short haul video over on the Rediscover the 80s channel. And you can see some of the stuff that we'll be talking about. Well, I'll be talking about uh you, you're more than welcome to do a haul video as well, Wyatt. I know you've got some pretty fun stuff as well uh, over the weekend. But it's I funny did. we didn't even sit down and uh, kind of compare before we got out of there. And it's usually because we, you know, we were hanging out at your house and you know, COVID and with a uh, a pregnant wife, we wanted to kind of stay away, make sure we didn't bring that into the house, so we didn't get a chance to kind of. Uh, compare all the goodies that we got. So I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly all what you got. You're probably wondering all what I got. So we'll meet in the middle somewhere here on the podcast. That's what we need to do. I, um, <laughs> I've also been, if you're of any fan of us, at least on the video side, we've taken a hiatus, especially me. I, uh, I uh, developed uh, some skin cancer and they've removed it, thankfully. But in doing so, they're having to do reconstructive surgery so i'm not the prettiest of faces not that i was any prettier before but uh, <laughs> we are turning the cameras off just for that tonight but yes i will hopefully do my own wrap up or at least my haul uh, maybe we can do a side by side or something later but mm -hmm. um yeah we i mean we go down these rows it started out we used to just do haphazard. You know, we start kind of from the back to the front or, or sides and then work our way through. This year, I actually took it slower, which is hard to believe. Um, <laughs> you guys took it slow. <laughs> so Jason and I, it's hilarious. I'm, I'm the so, slowest then, yeah. So in all fairness, Jason, <laughs> and I've, I've, the last few years since we've been doing any, any type of get-togethers get and going through digging for stuff i noticed that he's a very he he'll dig and he'll dig and i'll keep digging so i get kind of bored of digging and we'll move on because i want to see if something that's hanging on a shelf or hiding behind something in a shelf i want to catch those 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 gems if i can find them well this year with um Jeff and a few other of the buddies, mostly known to Jason, not so much to me, you know, he was busy, like, like just hanging out with them and talking. And Jeff really operated at his speed, which was, you know, snail speed. <laughs> Whereas myself, and it's, it's kind of comical, your son said, I need to pick up the pace over here. And we're <laughs> going. Now, I did some more digging than I usually do. I, uh, started digging in the bins like Jason does, not near as to the depth that he does, but I started digging because I wanted to find some parts for my GI Joes. I finally dug all my toys out and gave, I think all of them to my boys, uh, thanks to some added space. Mm -hmm. But I noticed I'm missing a fair amount of parts to some, some GI Joe toys. So I thought, well, I need to find some missiles. I need to find this or that, or maybe I can find someone that's, doesn't know that they threw Optimus Prime fists in the in their <laughs> 50 cent bin, you know, something like that. But so I started scrounging through the bins and looking for stuff. And it was funny because we were still faster than Jason. Um, <laughs> we were probably a row or two up before we got a call. Hey, where are you guys at? Well, <laughs> yeah, I, Jeff and I were going along and then all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, where's Jackson? Where's Wyatt? I guess they went on ahead. <laughs> We're too slow or something. So that was a benefit too, uh, knowing you were there with him that I didn't have to worry about, yeah. you know, where did Jackson get off to? But 
Yeah, so I, I I'm the I'm the picker. I'm the grinner, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's talk just before we get into the stuff we actually bought. Was there something that stood out to you? Maybe something you're like, oh, I wish I had some more money to buy, or maybe a running theme throughout the whole place, or something like that that you noticed this year in particular. So I notice every year there's usually something more. I want to call it a theme, but it's like it seems to be what's brought out. And I don't know if it's because they they because of COVID they couldn't do anything or couldn't sell their stashes or whatever. I noticed a lot of themes. You you typically see the big names, and I'm calling Transformers G.I. Joe. You typically see those. Mm-hmm. It's the smaller theme. I call them the smaller themes that I really saw stand out. And those were the uh, was it the the, the muscles. Muscle figures, yeah. The muscle figures, the wrestling, any wrestling figurine was out like in 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 full on force. Yeah, there was the a lot. With, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say because um, I had particularly wanted to get some muscle figures, kind of recollect some that I remember having because I only had one left over from my childhood. And yeah, they have gone up in price. So you're paying two or three bucks a piece for these small little figures. But I ended up buying a few just to just to have some, you know. Right. And I also saw, I'll call it an uptick. I don't know if I would call it uh, a big standing out, but I saw an uptick in Pee Wee Herman merchandise. (laughs) We saw the scooter from from the show. Yeah. Still in a box. And yeah. I didn't even know they sold the scooters. So that was just, I was beside myself seeing that. Uh, there was, I think, if, I, if I'm about five or six of the Pee Wee Herman dolls. and But the variety of them. There was some where, the, where there was the pull string. There was one that's just a standalone doll. There's nothing that they did, really did. And then there was a ventriloquist dummy Pee Wee Herman. Yes, that uh, was. The stance. Our friend uh, Dean bought that. Billy. Oh, his name Billy crap anyway yeah yeah he he walked home with that um yeah that one vendor had he had the scooter down below the table and then above the table he had the large doll with the pull string and then on his other table he had in box the playhouse playset and then on another at another vendor I saw several of the action figures peewee miss avon cowboy curtis uh terry and cherry uh, well i think cherry comes with the uh, uh randy the other puppet that would drop yep, down yep. but yeah i seeing all of that stuff pretty much the complete collection i saw the color forms too yep. we saw a box of those so peewee was in full effect uh-huh, across the the tables this year i did notice that as well right and that was the biggest ones i really saw um, saw there. I didn't see much. I don't know if you. What did you see as far as a theme? Um, saw a a good bit of lunch boxes. There's always yep. that one booth going straight up the aisle on the right that has they they usually have a dozen or so. Yeah. Uh, but there's it seemed like every booth had at least one lunch box. Saw Mr. T. I saw G.I. Joe and Transformers and He-Man, and they're just scattered all over the place. Um, saw a good deal of board games. Mm-hmm. I think it was two or three years ago when I bought those two G.I. Joe board games, one of which you still have. Uh, <laughs> I tried to give it to, to you. Be, yeah, yeah, that seemed to be a running theme kind of that year. There was a bunch of board games in it, really good prices. And that one vendor in the back... Uh, behind the arcade is always there and he has nothing but board games and this year out front he had a fireball island the original yes i didn't see if it was complete what he was asking for it or anything i took a quick picture just to say hey there's a fireball island here this year and so it um, it was complete mhm and jackson caught the price cuz i joked with him i said man that thing has to be 5 600 dollars if it's if it's complete. And he said he saw a price of three fifty, which is mm-hmm. still pricey to me, but cheaper that's, than what I would have thought it would yeah, be. Yeah. 
that sounds about right for a complete version. Uh, and then there was those larger, the uh, what a lot of people would be their holy grail items. The what is it? The Sectar's Hive. Yes, it's the pretty much the largest playset outside of uh, the GI Joe flag that they made. There was one there out of box. There was a flag that was there, supposedly 70% of one just sitting in a box. I would have thought they would try to put that together, you know, just for display. But yeah, there was, there was some really cool vendors there this year. The one that I really enjoyed was the one under the tent and they had a like little plush chair the living and, room TV room. Yeah, it was almost like a little living room. And they had a floor model television playing uh, reruns of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. cartoon. And you could just sit down, take a load off, and watch the little turtles, hear Shredder laugh, and uh, you know go about your business. But that was a really fun vendor. And he had a, a slew of uh, different items from VHS to trading cards to just a little bit of everything. He had a bunch of video games uh, and handheld games yeah. uh, out front there. So that was a really fun vendor to to check out all the stuff that he had. So, yeah, and uh, I ended up buying, I, I think it was two years ago, I went for all the stickers. And this year I seemed to go more for trading cards. And I've been hoping to get some Garbage Pail Kids in the pack uh just trying to buy them on eBay or any place like that is super expensive nowadays. And they have really gone up in value uh, over the years. But I did manage to pick up uh, a couple packs of, what, Series 3 and Series 6 Garbage Pell Kids cards, which I was really excited about. And just found uh, some just kind of along the way, dollar, $2 packs. I got some Star Trek uh, 25th anniversary cards, Batman Forever, Berenstain Bears. Also got cards from the movie Maverick, which I had no idea existed. One called Country Classics. I guess they're uh, country music people on there. Uh, the movie Bingo. Uh, Video City cards. from Those were the oldest I found back in 1983. And they have like a little rub off game and three stickers in there, like classic arcade games, Pac-Man, Donkey Kong, uh, Bill and Ted's cards. And I found seven packs of Michael Jackson cards from 1984 wow. for 10 bucks. So that was a pretty good deal there. So I got a bunch of trading cards now. Mickey uh, over on the Retro Network YouTube channel does the Wax Pack flashback. And I was doing some episodes while he was in limbo so there's some cards that i might be able to open up over there in the near future but yeah trading cards was kind of a running theme uh this year for me what else did you uh kind of stumble onto at the show so i i i saw a few characters there you know you get you get your cosplays oh yeah Mm -hmm. and and there are some good like the kids came in and you think of, you know, they're wearing their, you know, their Sam's Club or $2 looking Transformers, whatever. But there was a couple kids just right before we left, I think. They were the Joker and the, I think she was supposed to be Harley, the brother mm-hmm. and sister. Uh, they looked like they were put up to that, though. Their faces, you know, <laughs> told a different tale. They weren't having fun already. Uh <laughs> But there was kids that actually got involved. And the one that, you know, there's always one that stands out for me. A couple years ago or better, it was the Pee Wee Herman people. Oh, yeah, the whole family. Yeah. That That was was just awesome. That, you know, they had work, they had a working conky. That's what just blew it away. (laughs) Yeah, that was, that was mind blowing. Um, Uh. This one, this year, you know, you, you see, we always make fun of this guy. We have no idea who you are, buddy. You're probably a, you're probably a decent dude, but there's the tape guy, and that's all we know you by is the tape guy because you always have a big piece of duct tape, and your eyes are wide open like you're gonna hack one of us up, um, or <laughs> you're just staring us down. Buying stuff, he just kind of yeah. wanders around the con. His mouth is taped up, and you're like, uh, "What's up, dude? Yeah, you paid like, twenty bucks uh, just to stalk people, or don't get it." 
Right. <laughs> but the one that got me, um, I, I guess because she was more fun and interactive, was uh, there was a Harley Quinn cosplay. She had this big, huge honking hammer. And it was just killer. She was getting pictures all over. Uh, someone actually asked her to do a, a kind of a stage thing where uh, he, the the dude or whoever it was, was, was laying on the floor. And she was going to, like, blitz him with the hammer. <laughs> and she was, like, grinning, like, yeah, can I get you? And that was just cool. She was really animated and, like, really, really with it. So she stuck out. And then towards the end Saturday, we got a kind of a rare treat because we got Venom, we got Mayhem that showed up, mm -hmm. and we also got Optimus Prime and Ultra Magnus show up. Yes. Cosplay. That Those was were, just awesome. They were incredible. Very, very tall, and just the costumes were spot on. The only people there that I think are just dialed into cosplay are the G.I. Joe finest guys back yes. in the corner. They always have a table set up, and the guys that come to the show always do multiple costumes, you know, one on one day and one on the next. Uh, their Sergeant Slaughter this year was great. I got a picture of him and the Cobra Commander, of course, sitting on his throne back there. Had to get a picture of that. Uh, the Star Wars guys, too, up by the snack area, the snack bar, they uh, they had the the Boba Fett or the uh, not Boba Fett but the Jabba's palace throne there that you could sit on. They've done the uh, Return of the Jedi speeder bike through the woods. I think it was two years ago, and uh, just have fun. Their costumes are incredible. There was an incredible Darth Vader uh, there this year and a Mandalorian that was just fantastic and Boba Fett. And then all the little officers and stuff uh, from the Empire uh, walking around. But the G.I. Joe guys, they just knock it out of the park every year. And they had their own trading cards back there. I don't know if you noticed that on their table yep. and I that for free. And I picked up a couple uh, of my favorites. And um, they just, uh, they're, they're so great. And... This year's cosplay, I did get several as I'm walking through the aisles and you just you kind of stand back and, hey, I need a picture because <laughs> you're, you're, dude, you're awesome, you know, whatever. I had a couple of those moments this year, but it was mainly mainly the G.I. Joe guys and the, the Star Wars guys that caught my eye uh, as I'm walking the tables. So uh, do you want to just go ahead and throw out some stuff that you bought? Sure. So I was on a... I never come in with any type of real game plan. I, <laughs> Nobody uh, does, man. Nobody does. It's just so overwhelming. That's exactly it. Now, some people, I'm sure they have a game plan. They're, you know, they're coming in for finding those, those G.I. Joes or trying to find whatever it is. Me, like I said, I have no game plan. But uh, I immediately started thinking, well, I need to find the fist for my for my uh optimus prime uh which i know the guy there's one guy that there he wanted twenty dollars a pair about two years ago and now he upped it to twenty dollars per fist just for a little tiny ball of plastic so wow. i just i just can't break myself to do it that it doesn't i found on the table a 25 dollar optimus so i'm sorry it just doesn't make sense but uh, yes, I bought another Optimus. Um, long story short, my Optimus got, uh, I tried to repair him and unfortunately I super glued him like shut. <laughs> so I'm having to use an exacto knife to try to fix him. Until then, uh, I, I bought a secondary for the, for the kids to, to play with. I, my, my kids have been into Five Nights of Freddy. And, so I picked up uh, four of the figurines, real cheap, two bucks each, and nice. a poster of that. And my five-year-old is really into Voltron, which is great. My oldest is not as much into my stuff, but my five-year-old is. He loves Voltron. Uh, he loves the Transformers. He's into my Tonkas. So, you know, mask, what little mask I have here, uh, unboxed or unpacked yet. 
Uh, he's loving them. So, um, so yeah, yeah, I think he's going to end up with all my stuff. Cool. But I don't, oh, I bought a, a, uh, Firefly for parts because mine busted up. Mm-hmm. You, you bought a hurricane too, right? I did buy a hurricane and a few, oh, I bought two of the Devastator robots. I, I've always Such had just cons, the one yeah. front end loader. I don't know what his name is. Now I got the cement mixer and the bulldozer. I think I need what? Three more. You're halfway there. Yep. Living on a prayer. <laughs> but I don't ha- they didn't come with their components. So if they were a foot or a fist or something, they didn't come with that. So yeah. I don't know if that's part of the connection or not. That's um, yeah, that'll be another another trip next year. Yeah, but I mean and then some some uh couple general lees, couple matchboxes, um one of which that I had a, as a kid. Uh, and I tried to fix it by painting it and yeah, it didn't work out very well, <laughs> but, uh, I didn't get a whole lot. I'd say comparatively, I probably got a little bit less than I got last year. How about you? What, yeah. is, what's your haul besides what you presented us with on <laughs> Facebook? Well, um, I did want to thank Adam. He knows that I collect, uh, single tapes and, uh, threw one at me. Uh, before I even really started shopping. So uh, I've got Madonna's Express Yourself now to add to my single collection. Uh, And then Jeff, too, before we left, uh, handed me a box of the Monster Mash cereal, which we uh, had to down at the hotel. But it actually worked out pretty good because I used the box to hold the autographed picture I got of Terry Kaiser for uh, my friend Tim, who collects autographs he was asking about prices for him and william cat from the greatest american hero and decided he just wanted uh terry kaiser known uh by us as bernie from weekend at bernie's so i got uh an autographed picture for tim and in the process i got to get a picture with uh bernie or terry i should say and that was really fun. I don't even know if I told you this. I think I told it maybe at dinner, but uh, I decided to kind of go off the wall, and I asked him about an episode of 227 that he was on, which also guest-starred Pee-wee Herman, and to see if he had any memories of taping that, you know. And he kind of leaned back his chair. He looked up, and he's like, you know, I smoked a cigarette with Pee-wee Herman. <laughs> Pee-wee smoked uh, back in the day, and so did he. But he didn't want to do it in front of kids, Pee-wee, you know, because he's on a kid's show and he doesn't want to promote smoking. But he smoked, and so like between scenes or something, they went out to the back and had a smoke together. So <laughs> that was uh, fun to hear him tell that story, and his laugh is still there. I, just hearing him laugh was very fun. Um. All right, so going through the rest of my haul here, I have been looking, well, I've been collecting uh, my book and records uh, and found a few. I found the Shirt Tales. I found two GoBots book and records. I think there's five in all. One vendor wanted like 20 or 30 bucks a piece. And he had four of the five. I was like, I can't do that. As much as I want them, Cannot uh, go a couple vendors later, and Jeff pulls out two of them for two bucks a piece. So <laughs> I was like, perfect. And that kind of stuff can happen at RetroCon, where you think your uh, prices are a little high. You go to the next booth, and same, and the dude has uh, same stuff for pennies on the dollar. Uh, found the A Team book from the Book and Record. Uh, set and then also found the uh, 45 record for the fat boys and chubby checker doing the twist Uh, very fun also some books I found the uh, double dare game book which is almost like a choose your own adventure thing where you answer some questions if you can't get them it tells you what page to go to to take a physical challenge it's pretty fun a My Pet Monster, Meet My Pet Monster storybook. I uh, found the Mask, the Rotex storybook. 
which I have the Mission Meteor one. That was all for my books. I did have a uh, did find a Super Mario Brothers comic book that I bought. That was all the comics that did. I found uh, some McDonald's stuff, and every once in a while at RetroCon, I'll find a bunch of you know Happy Meal toys and things like that. Uh, I did find the Transformer. What do you call them? Changeables, I think, is what you called them. They came in the Happy Meals. I found the shake. I got the burger and the nuggets and the fries. So that was fun to find that. I got a couple, actually, Happy Meal boxes for a dollar a piece. One from Hot Wheels and one with the McNugget Buddies. I think those are from the early 90s. Those were fun to pick up. Found two of the Penny Racers. Ronald McDonald and Hamburglar. I've got Big Mac, so that was fun to pick those up. Uh, lots of little things. Oh, my very first purchase. I think I showed you this. There was a dude selling a bunch of Pez, and they were all tractor trailers from different uh, restaurants and convenience stores and uh, all kinds of things, and I found one for sheets. Oh, that's right. <laughs> That was the first thing that I purchased. Uh, I got it out of the package now. It's so great. Runs like a regular little tractor trailer. The big Sheets logo on the side. Uh, let's see. So I found some of the Guts Army guys. Picked those up. I found one of the cereal box figures from Captain Crunch. It's this robot. I think it was when they he was battling the Soggies on the commercials. And I remember having that as a kid. So I saw that little figure and had to pick him up. And then my piece de resistance. Actually, I got two of those. For a long time, I had been wanting the A-Team figures that are the G.I. Joe size. And they have the same articulation. We found them, or maybe it was you that found them, took a picture that are, uh, initially got me excited, still on the card, all four of them and all their weapons. And yep. you said they were 50 bucks. And then we went back and looked, and they were actually 250 bucks. And I was like, oh, I would love to have them, but I also want them out of the package. I don't want to keep them on the card. I want to get them out. Uh, so I pieced together all four of them. I found three at one vendor and found BA at another vendor. I think I ended up paying about seven or eight bucks a piece for them. Uh, and then Jeff later on found some of their weapons that were on the card loose for two bucks and gave those to me before we walked out. So uh, that was really fun to finally get those. And I also found this crazy face corvette that uh, is supposedly motorized i haven't got a suck a battery in there yet but you push a button on the bottom there's a fun noise for you uh and all these weapons kind of come out of faces corvette like little shooting stars or something from the side and a gun out of the hood and the saw out of the front bumper had not remembered seeing something like this that kind of transformed and had weapons all on it. I'm sure there was a van out there, BA's van that does the same thing. They wouldn't just make uh, faces Corvette, but I debated on that one. <laughs> if you'll remember, I saw it. I think it was five bucks and you I passed on it. Not, not even the third of the aisle. You're like, yeah, I'm going to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I just like, it's rare. It's not complete, but just something I had never seen before. So I was like, I'll just pick that up. <laughs> and then the other uh, item, since I did buy figures and have some G.I. Joes, I found a uh, official collector display case that holds 12 Joes and the file cards. It kind of opens up. It's nice, hard plastic. Oh, there's a nice sound. And uh, if you remember, like for Star Wars, they had those. I've got the Darth Vader collector's case that opens up and there's these little bands that hold the figures in there for you but that should be really fun to display some of my joes and maybe even the the 18 uh figures that i bought so yeah that was it you know you're limited to the space that you can put in uh two carry-on 
bags <laughs> and uh, a backpack. So I was trying not to go too overboard with my purchases and make sure that I could get them all back, uh, except for those board games that I did end up buying, which I did get a Pac-Man board game too. So the, I had wanted that one for quite a while where he can chomp the marbles as he goes around the board. So that was that was pretty much my haul from the weekend. Lots of great little things, you know. I've been saying the RetroCon nickeled and dimed me, which is more like $5 and $10 <laughs> when you're talking about it, but didn't buy any huge item more than, I don't know, probably 15 or 20 bucks. So that was really fun, man. We really had a, a great time and digging those out. I probably could have, crammed some more stuff in there. Uh, didn't do too much digging in those dollar bins like I had before in previous years, uh, just because I was kind of satisfied come Sunday with what I'd already got. And by the time I was there for, you know, an hour on Sunday and had picked up a couple more things, I was like, this is a pretty nice haul. I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with it and didn't have to go back to the ATM, you know, <laughs> Well, something we've not talked about is something that your your son got introduced to was Saturday night, which was we get to see one of our favorite uh, concerts, which is the Cybertronic Spree. Yes. Yeah. Now, I was a little disappointed because typically uh, in years gone by, we've had the Spaceballs Armada come through to introduce <laughs> yeah, everything. Oh, yeah. We didn't get the uh, Spaceballs, the display or whatever which uh you know typically has all of the space ball stuff right uh, on display at retrocon and we didn't get uh dark helmet walking around but yeah we we missed out on space balls this year however yes we were able to see our, one of our favorite bands mm-hmm. and it's you know it's we've said it before if you're any if you've listened to us you know what it's about but in case you're a new listener cybertronic spree cyber cybertron these these people dress up as transformers primarily from the 86 movie the transformers movie mm-hmm. so you got hot rod was which is the lead vocal you got rc who is the female vocal then uh, this year we had Shockwave, who already busted the the kick drum right off the get go. <laughs> uh, that was hilarious because they also they now have voices, which yeah, they didn't yeah. have voices before. I remember watching um, Rumble as a drummer two three years ago, where he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to tell them what song to to play, and he finally is able to use his fingers to make a D for whatever you know, I think Dare. Uh, but he was trying to tell them what it was. And of course, you barely can hear him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we have the Renaissance, And he had a voice there too, which was hilarious. Because all he yeah. could say was, uh, innocent. Um, <laughs> yeah. He did say something about feeding somebody the shark to cons too, which yeah. made me laugh. And then we have uh, Unicron, who, who plays. They all interchange, it seems. I... I think Unicron plays the bass or the one of the lead guitars. Lead guitar, yeah. Unicron is all lead guitar. Well, uh, well, I think it changed because when when uh, Hot Rod uh, does some of his solos, he doesn't have his guitar, and he's been the bass player. But I think right. he's someone. One of them switched it out, you know, to to have some bass. Well, I think some songs because RC does. Uh, keyboard too so i think maybe on those songs they might substitute the bass for the keyboard or the quintessant guy he does rhythm guitar but i had maybe he picked up the bass too i don't i don't remember right. but but they're just yeah. awesome they really are oh gosh to, to listen to the setting is great they actually carved out i don't know why but um Usually the the place of where we go to what's it called the the watering tower water tower, but on the either side it's just bowling alleys, and you're sitting in really what seemed to be like a foyer. It's not very wide at all, Mm-mm. but we have the concert there, and on our right there was bowling lanes open. I don't think anybody was playing this time, 
usually there are a few bowlers. You hear that, you know, a few pins break, uh, at least in years past. Mm-hmm. On our left, though, they uh, look like they carved out what looked like four to six lanes and they blocked it off, reserved it. There's a few people up there. And I mean, uh, like yeah. uh, five or six people. I don't know if they were special or whatever, but. Yeah, um, there's some on either side, too, kind of watching from the balcony. Right. You want to call it a balcony, but. Yeah, but, it's a it's a different venue. It's not your your normal concert setup. It's all kind of standing room only, and and not wide, but more deep than anything. Right. So, and you can stand out in the lobby and enjoy the show as much as you can from probably right next to the stage. Right, and they just you know they go through their their list. Uh, um, they're not as much. There was a few. So when we got, went there in, was it 2015 we got to see Cybertronic Spree? Yeah, we went the first year. We've gone, this was our third time, I believe. Right. So the first time, just about everything off of the CD from the 86 Transformers movie was played. This year, not as much. They still played Dare. They still played... Um, oh, I've got the set list right here. Yeah, you do. So do I, actually. But it's not as much because, and I, I don't know what what it is, but they're also introducing new music stuff that they've written. They also yeah. play Saturday morning cartoons. Some of them I don't even know what they are. Um, they used to play Jason the Wild Warrior theme. They had the Voltron theme from the the newer mm-hmm. Legendary Defender. What two years ago? Uh, this year they didn't have that. They they ended it this year with the Ghostbusters theme uh, from the original Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and they it, did that last year, or last time we saw them, too, if I do remember remember right. Right. But they did add some new music in there. Uh, they started off with a little crazy train from Ozzy, and then right into the Transformers theme. That True Survivor song that's from uh, the movie Kung Fury, sung by David Hasselhoff. That's right. They've added that's been in their set list for since the beginning, since we started uh, watching them. They added in uh, Barracuda this year, which was great for RC. And also in the encore, they added Ballroom Blitz, which you might remember from Wayne's World. Uh, great song. And she did a great job on that too. But of course, all of the Transformers movie soundtrack songs, The Touch which they lead into actually the end of November rain by guns and roses. I love that transition. They do that every year. Yep. And, uh, the crowd was loving that this year. Of course, dare, like you said, nothing's going to stand in our way. They do the, uh, Vince DeCola songs symphony of destruction. Uh, some of those, uh, heavy metal themes from the transformers movie. Uh, they always do the immigrant song from, um, Led Zeppelin, which is a fan favorite. And then this year they added the Mortal Kombat theme. They said that that was uh, kind of what they were doing in their spare time this year during COVID. It was learning new songs. So they pulled that one out. Uh, they did Pokemon, which they've always done. They did the X-Men theme, which was fun, from the 90s animated series. And then they did two. The Cybertronic Warrior is an original song, which is really great. Yep. And what was the other one? It's something fire. I might oh, have that's missed Wheels that. of Fire. Wheels of Fire is another original song that they do, which is really fun. And the raccoons, the, yeah, the raccoons theme, the run with us. They always do that one. That's from a, actually a Canadian show, which they're from Canada, but, uh, and they tried out a new song too in the encore thought they were going to end with that and then they busted into the ghostbusters but just a unique place a playlist that you're not gonna a unique set list that you're not going to find anywhere else there's nobody else out there doing cartoon themes in the mix of heavy metal you know i mean it's just right so and dressed up like autobots and and decepticons either right yeah that's and that's the whole thing they're doing it in these costumes uh i'm amazing that they the costumes hold together every year as much as they jump around and have a great time oh yeah and uh it's just such a fun show if you ever get a chance to see cybertronic spree at least once just do it because you'll have a great time listening to them 
And I think it was what, maybe an hour and a half we were there. Something like that. It was like, I think they said 18 songs or something uh, in all. Actually, no, it was like 20 songs. 20 songs. They they said they were going to do 20. I think I counted 21 because Ghostbusters was the 21st. But they were joking that, you know, you paid eighteen dollars to get in, so it's like ninety cents a song. What a bargain, you know! And it is, it really is. It's a it was a great price and great show, great new stuff in there to hear. If you'd you know heard them before that they threw in there, and uh, all the guys from the Retro Network that came were just having a blast. So uh very fun. Uh always appreciate that and I'm always going to try to do that unless we, you know, come up with other plans like we have other years where we haven't stayed for Sunday. Uh if we're there coming back for Sunday, I want to see him Saturday night cuz it's just a fun show. Oh, something else I spotted there that I didn't know. I didn't even know they made toys. And there was a Stimpy video and a plush toy there. Mm-hmm. At that, the same stand with the, the Pee-wee's Playhouse set. Okay, yeah. They did a few back in the day. Uh, I picked up a set, I think at TJ Maxx, of Ren and Stimpy, Powder Toast Man, and something else. I think there's like a four-pack of figures. Right, uh, but, you know, we, the guy and I were talking that they didn't, you know, they didn't really come out with very well, very many toys Back in the day, it was kind yeah, of yeah. They didn't. They didn't really present it well. Right. Yeah, and there's, yeah. I mean, like we said, going through RetroCon, you're going to find some stuff that you did not know existed, <laughs> and your mouth is going to drop, and you're going to debate on whether it's worth your, you know, your money to, to you know, have it as your little museum uh, collectible. <laughs> That's it. So it was a great time and RetroCon is just such a fun uh, convention. I mean, Saturday was really busy. I was surprised that really how busy it got in the afternoon and the aisles were filled from uh, back to front and it was great to see everybody come out. Sunday was a little bit more quieter and it usually is and you have a lot more room and a little more negotiation with the vendors on Sunday, typically yes, but well, it was gambling there. It was a typical, yeah. It was a it was a what I would call more of a typical retrocon weekend with the the turnout. It was a great turnout. It was awesome. I like I said, we we have such a great time going up there, and neither one of us really go up there with any type of game plan. You know, like oh, this year I got to get all the GI Joe. Yeah, this year yeah. I got to go to all the GoBots. It's it's really we 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 stand in line for what seems to be only about ten minutes, and it's in the grand scheme. I think there's a few complainers already out there when we got in line. But it once once we get it there, fast. it's usually right yeah. about the doors when the doors open, and we're you know we go in, sign in because we're the we got thankfully the early tickets uh, thanks to Tony and Rose there, and we just go in and we just start. Um, I think this year you said you were waiting for Jeff and someone else you were waiting on, but we, you know, just kind of start in and, and you, you just, you can't fathom until you've been there, how much is there? I mean, just the sheer amount of nostalgia, If, if nothing else, it's nostalgia. And then you get the few people that are ate up to I say one degree in that they're doing the cosplay, whether it's the whether it's your your Star Wars corner, your G.I. Joe corner, uh the, the cars or whatever, but you get the cosplayers that walk around and just they're more than willing to take a photo with you, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, just because they're just as eat up about it as you as you and I are, you know, just I'll call it the everyday everyday shoppers at RetroCon, but it's so fabulous, and that's why we keep plugging them. Tony and Rose are again. We don't know how they pull it off. We're trying to get them invited to one of our uh, our podcasts just 
to understand and how how they do it. You know, when do they start out? Do they start out, you know, the next day, you know, already reserving the joint, or is mm-hmm. it like you said, it's uh, they scan to see what what other venues events are coming up so they can time it just right. Uh, because there there has been a time where it was in October, not September. September is typically when they do it. But uh, again, we we can't thank them enough, and we can't plug Retrocon and even Cybertronic Spree enough for what that event really is to us. Because you know we're we're now in our mid forties, and we've been it, it still blows us away. To sit there and you think, oh, we're just old guys. We can just walk around. We don't need this stuff. But you sit there and you're like, man, yes, I really need to buy myself a Smurf. I miss my Smurfs or whatever <laughs> it is that you're into. Yeah. And and it's it's really cool. And um, I was joking at the fr- front of it at the beginning. I said, man, I'm really into my radio station gear. I was hoping I could, you know, find someone up there and and. The moment I'm in the doors with Retrocon, I'm like, yeah, well, who, screw radio. I'm going in here. Um, mm. It was, it, it's still, it's still fun. I, I, yeah, we enjoy it. We got love going to the little trivia question, and you and your son were going back and forth, going, "Well, just raise your hand. Come on, you know that. Just raise your hand." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun. It's nice to do a couple panels here and there, and yeah, it's. There is some things like I said I had been looking for the the A team and the GI Joe size. So there's and in years past I was looking for GoBots and I was looking for stuff, nothing really in particular. But it's it's so much more fun. Like this year I kind of let RetroCon come to me versus me having an agenda coming in and trying to find certain things and then perhaps overlooking other stuff. So just kind of getting stepping back getting a big picture and seeing everything each vendor is offering is really fun and that's where i love to take pictures and at some point i'm going to upload a bunch to rediscover the 80s uh i have been posting every once in a while i did some threads on twitter and on instagram too uh with some of the pictures that i i took there but there's just so much that I, I could just walk through and take probably five or six pictures from each vendor and make a whole album out of it, you know? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I think we've pretty well covered it. What do you say? I, I think so. Again, whenever it posts for RetroCon 2022, we'll be all about putting it up and sharing it with you guys. So again, if you're anywhere near uh, Philly, uh, even if you're not, you know, there's people, Jason, I thought was the farthest coming up from uh, Montgomery, but where was Jeff from? He was from. Jeff was from Ohio. Adam flew in from uh, Montana. So there, so, there's, that tells you yeah. something. If people are coming from Montana, not that there's probably <laughs> much in Montana, but uh, no offense, but, I mean. Yeah. Think about it. People are coming from a serious distance to attend RetroCon because that it's just yeah. that big. That tells you something. It's this is yeah. a, this it's, is it, an awesome awesome venue to to partake in. It really brings people together, and we've seen that over the years. Uh, Bill being one of them. Bill Ferris from MattTracker.com. He's usually well, he's local. He's around the Philadelphia area, so it's not a far trek for him. But uh, I. You saw him this year. I did not get a chance to see him, which is kind of regretful because we always uh, seem to hang out for at least a yep. little bit while we're there. And uh, anyway, it's fun just to hang out with people that uh, you're probably hanging out with online that you'll see there. And oh, okay, this is this person that I've been talking to for a decade, <laughs> and I've done right. that uh, with people there. So. It's a fun, it's almost like a little reunion at the same time with uh, several of us. So that's a really fun aspect of it as well. So, okay, partner. Well, I think that's, uh, that's going to do it for our RetroCon 2021 wrap-up. Hope you enjoyed listening. Hope you will uh, check out our social media, Rediscover the 80s, and also check over on YouTube, 
my haul video that is posted as you're listening to this. And then I've got my uh, video with my thrift store horde buddies, Adam and Kevin, who were there. And we're going to go through some more of our stuff that we found at RetroCon in, in kind of a round-robin format. So hope you will uh, join me over there as well on TRN TV YouTube channel. And uh, this was fun, man. It, I just I look forward to this. This is a highlight of the year every year doing this show after RetroCon. Still on that buzz, you know. Yep, yep, uh, exactly. And don't want to let it go, you know, until next year. But uh, it's still fun, and we always have a great time together. Uh, just reliving our childhood in a uh, fun toys and collectibles format, you know? So it was fun again, man. We'll uh, definitely be posting stuff on rediscover the eighties.com. Once the 2022 show is announced and then they start rolling out the guest list and all the other fun things associated with the con. You can find all the announcements there. Right. And that wraps it up for us. Another edition of RetroCon now 2021. Hope you again enjoyed our trip down memory lane or rather trip down just the aisles of RetroCon. Again, keep following us on our social media and, of course, on rediscoverthe80s.com. For Jason, I'm Wyatt, and thanks again for listening to us ramble as we uh, relive RetroCon 2021. Hey! Hey!